0: We came in in the, you came in, in the middle of a discussion, uh, uh, Sir and I, about a cake she made, if you wanted to get caught up. Was there no oh. frosting on the sides? Exactly.
1: Yes. Uh. I wish I could share it with all of you. It's very good. <laughs> I,
2: that's weird, because I could have swore I came in in the middle of a conversation in which you guys were talking about how to be great at oat requires sacrificing everything. But yeah, I guess yeah. that was about a cake, too. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Both of those things. Um, what is cake
1: things. if not a metaphor?
2: <laughs> that's a good. I mean, hey, it's the whole what central metaphors point if of the, not cake. Yeah, the whole central <laughs> point of the movie Layer Cake is the layer <laughs> cake. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming oh, that's is a real that what thing.
1: about? I mean, that's, I thought that was about a chef.
2: <laughs> no, Layer Cake is a with Daniel Craig. It's a, like a crime movie pretty good but at the end the whole villain gives a metaphor about how getting more successful in life is all about the layer cake you know you just keep going up
0: huh is it's that, that how you eat layer delicious? cake you start at the bottom
2: yeah it's very good it's a very good movie layer that's, cake's that's a like layer d- alex yeah. i think you're thinking of a layer drake where you start at the bottom and then you're here
0: <laughs> yeah layer drake sure good evening meat Suits. welcome back to read it and weep we are the methist podcast about movies uh, I'm your host Alex Falcon. I'm back in Portland this week uh, which is a huge relief and uh, I'm so if you if I sound more chill this week that's why it's because I'm at my actual desk instead of uh, I was on the floor of an unfinished room all last episode and I so my back hurt the whole time it was a lot but I'm back you're a hero Alex I know I <laughs> I don't like to use that word. I like to wait for other people to use it when referring to me. Uh, So that went pretty well. By
2: by unfinished room, is it like only three walls and a ceiling? Like, what do you mean?
0: I would think they put the ceiling on last, but I don't know how homes are built. Uh, No, no, no. I think it's like it's
3: a room, but like, you know, there's some people that, that like. In the past, and they, they're they going to... Some comeuppance, you know? Like they, they oh, some okay. It's actually yeah.
0: like a, the room is dead, but it's still living there or hanging out there because it has some business. Mm. Unfinished business like ghosts?
2: Yes. Now yes, I'm I, just we, imagining we every time I move into an apartment that all the other people's apartment died in there. And that's a <laughs> <some> very unsettling...
0: <laughs> I mean, this intro is going well so far. Also yeah. joining us today, we have an amazing panel, which will sound suspiciously like last week's panel uh i guess not suspicious it's excellent two weeks in a row what a what an amazing thing that we we're able to convene such a an incredible panel uh on two separate days uh first up in northern california it's mr ezra fox
3: i kind of feel like it makes no sense to actually quote the princess bride
0: i know like, so you just, have to find one that's just, not quotable what's the least quotable well, you line? know
1: what i'm gonna get there just <laughs> wait
0: interesting as find an unquotable line from Princess Bride, I dare you. Um okay. I'm pretty sure at one point uh
3: like Fred Savage says okay, right? We don't, oh, yeah, we, don't we don't remember it, but it probably happened. Yeah. There that's you go. <laughs> unquotable. Uh also joining Unless, us today. Wait, is that the way is that where we got the phrase okay from? Is it from this movie?
0: It's probably from this movie. My I God. I have heard that okay is like the most Like uh, the the most widely traveled phrase that like every or word that every culture people say okay now.
3: I think taxi and radio are actually more popular. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: the the thing that I heard like for I think I I read a book about language and the thing that says like if you said okay Coca Cola in any country, they would know exactly what you mean.
2: Hmm. It's those comedy K's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what else i just learned this week
0: is that the cola is uh from the cola nut which had a lot of caffeine that's why they used it
2: yeah
3: it's from cocaine
0: it was cocaine and cola for caffeine it was yeah. the
3: best two things they had at the time
0: it's true also i don't know if you know this it's not true like you you hear this myth that they used to have cocaine in coca-cola but that's a lie they say that to throw off the fact that it still does <laughs> <laughs> Fun I, fact for you.
3: sounds familiar. Have you used this joke before? Yes, yeah, certainly. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, I think I've been saying that since high school. Um, also joining us today, uh, also in Portland, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez.
2: Uh, I do not envy the headache I will have later, but I will sleep well and dream of loge women tonight, let me tell you <laughs> that. it. That was good,
0: and not yeah. one of the most popular quotes from the movie.
2: Well, I was trying to go with something that was less popular. I thought about... Um, doing the the stuff about making fun of how you can't trust Australian people uh mm. but mm. i i made some comments about germany like 2 weeks ago that got some negative feedback <laughs> so i'm going to be careful <laughs> with my my cultural
0: have you did you follow uh, that discussion on twitter i know you don't uh, twitter very often
2: oh i look at twitter very often i just don't post on it but yeah oh, i interesting. saw it i are a that German fan is <laughs> knows i didn't mean any home towards
0: no, uh, I, uh, Patrick, uh, what's Patrick, I think, who, uh, no, it was Tom, uh, sorry, Tom, uh, was discussing Germany with us, and, uh, his conclusion was that we should not worry about having offended Germany, because Germany don't care. Okay. Mm. So, we're doing all right. I
3: like this chillax Germany.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are, uh, they're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, I Tom mean- also took some potshots about how you're super familiar with the weird porn in Germany, like, you bring it up a lot.
2: No, I'm familiar with the weird posts of the internet in general. Weird porn everywhere. It's not just Germany. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just...
0: (laughs) Anyway, Australia's a penal colony. We can all agree. So, also joining us today uh, at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter, one of the hosts of the KFAB podcast about wrestling and fashion uh, in Los Angeles. It's Sarah Hathaway.
1: You mocked me once. Never do it again. I died that day. (laughs) There you go.
0: Unquotable.
1: If... Seriously, that was the one that I used to, like, run around screaming as a child after watching this movie all the time. I don't know. I had a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> Even then.
0: Uh, I, I do feel weird about how quoted it is. Uh, but then also,
1: I feel like I feel great about as it. As humanity,
0: it's like justify. <laughs> like, I see why we did that. Like,
1: it's so good.
0: Every line.
1: Like, it's so good.
0: Every line deserves to be nonstop. said a thousand times by a high school kid. Yeah.
1: Yes. Named me. <laughs> I was that high school kid.
2: And from, like, uh, moment one, I forgot how quickly this movie gets fucking moving. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, like, yeah we do this frame story I, about a child for about 45 seconds, and then we're off to the races. Yeah.
2: And then we're into well, literally what twenty years worth of exposition and love yeah. story within about forty sec- Another forty seconds. It's just it's, it's really cool as
0: a as a as a writing thing to admire just how thoroughly and quickly you're in, engaged.
2: Uh, Sarah, I have a I have a question about when you watch it. Do you feel because I, I watch it with my wife, and this is probably the movie she has seen more than any other movie. Uh-huh. And oh, she is yeah. literally unable to not quote it. So I watched it in like oh. weird stereo <laughs> where like <laughs> yes. the TV was in stereo. And then I had my wife to my right literally saying every line of the movie with it 5.2 uh,
0: stereo. Yeah. 2.2. Yeah, which is, 2. Is, yes.
2: yeah <laughs> which is so charming for about like 30 minutes. Yeah, doesn't then sound it doesn't have
0: fun. I love yeah. your wife, but that's weird.
2: Yeah. And I had to be like, I was like, I was like, no, just let her have it. Uh, And she was able to do the entire movie, basically just Uh, every single line and knows all these weird facts about the making. It was like watching a movie with me. It was very weird. (laughs) Uh, Very surreal. Do you do that, Sarah?
1: Yes. Um, As a matter of fact, so the way I put it to my husband this weekend is I was like, oh, I... I'm I'm going to go back on the podcast. We're going to talk about The Princess Bride. He's like, that's great. You love that movie. I'm like, I know. And I don't need to watch it again because I've seen it 50 times. But I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight I was yeah. like making dinner and I was in the kitchen. We have like an open kind of floor plan. So we had the... He like put it on in the other room, and I was like talking along with it in the kitchen
0: <laughs> while
1: I was like making pasta. Well, I was doing all the Grimes with it.
0: So we mentioned last week this is like your favorite film of all time, and I uh, met and our yeah. our sponsor Ian had requested you mostly because he thought you deserved to God be happy. Be but oh. when I mentioned that. You had said it was your favorite movie to him. He was like, "Oh yeah, I think she actually said that on the show at one point." And I had, like, I didn't remember, wow. but I sub- like, I maybe remember. So subconsciously, this was like uh, a perfect. Uh, everything came together so well. So this is episode number four hundred sixty-one of the program. We have now done as many episodes as the number of days the average Houstonian sits in traffic during their lifetime.
4: Who, where? From who, Phil?
1: From Houston.
0: <laughs> Houstonian. Oh,
1: Houston. I'm sorry. Yeah, the,
0: a- <laughs> the average Houstonian. Uh, yeah, the it average makes sense Houstonian. That's
2: why the Grinch is so pissed off all the time. <laughs> about the traffic.
0: Uh, yeah, that. Uh, um, that sleigh traffic is really holding up. Uh, there. It's just really just so packed.
2: is Alex to that fact? Did, do you know if that is like? People who exclusively stay in Houston, because like going to different cities, that's going to change.
0: Yeah, certainly. Right? So it's yeah. So if over if so, like based on the amount of time you spend in a year, averaged out over a lifetime, it would be four hundred sixty-one days. And if you're wondering how that compares, Portland is only four hundred nine, but that's still mm. kind of a lot.
3: You know, um, if we still had a sponsorship from uh from like an audiobook company, it'd be a really great time to plug them. But yeah, it would you certainly would be. You guys, there's nothing you can do.
0: Fuck there's you have the only thing you can do in traffic is listen to this show and shows <laughs> produced by friends of ours um well if you're and if you're wondering for the re- for the rest of the panel uh Sarah uh, 475 days for Los Angeles more than Houston
1: oh well you know what that tracks
0: it does track but you know what I was surprised San Francisco 502
3: we win <laughs> but here's the thing you wouldn't because you would drive less
0: because you'd because
3: it's terrible. Yeah, if you have oh.
1: public. You have public transit. Then yeah. you kind of don't drive. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I guess I didn't. I guess I can't tell if this is like. All commuters and thus excludes Bart, or if it's like of people who drive, is how much I don't know. The worst is uh, also just
2: one douchebag with a convertible and a Bluetooth headset who's really fucking up the average for everybody. <laughs> he's, just,
0: he's just cruising in, all every day.
2: City. <laughs> in every city, in every city. It's it's like uh, Robin Pattinson and Cosmopolitan. Is that one dude who rides around in the back of a limo all day doing business, you know. <laughs>
0: If I've said this once on the podcast, I've said it a thousand times. This is why you don't use the average. You need the median. Mm,
3: And the range. Yeah. If
0: I have not said it before, then I've only said it this one time. Those are your two options. Anyway, speaking of things I'm willing to spend a lot of time doing, uh, this week we're talking about The Princess Bride, the 1987 film about an old man teaching a youth to appreciate literature. (laughs) <laughs> this is uh, sponsored by Ian, spelled wrong, from Harrisburg, North Carolina, who says, uh, well, I, ask, I always ask if they have any special requests. I like to say that all reasonable requests will be uh, met and all unreasonable requests will be attempted. And uh, one of Ian's requests was, I request that you, well, you guys all know this because we discussed it beforehand and you have done it. Ian requested that we all dress in period clothing for the episode. So obviously we're all doing that currently.
1: Yeah, so thank I'm you, I'm dressed as the impressive clergyman currently. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I went uh, as uh, the donkey. I, I was
3: the rodent of unusual
0: size. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, if you mm. were a rodent, you'd be huge.
3: Yes. I mean, it, or at least uh, well, Here's the thing: a microscopic rodent would also be kind of of unusual size, right?
0: Oh, that's true. Unusual it's does true. not mean big. Good point. <laughs> But I but there's
1: size variation within the fire swamp
3: you think oh, there's it's you just think a random <laughs> size it's just not usual
0: there's people <laughs> yeah. size rodents but there might also be bug size rodents
3: wait on the other hand for that swamp is that not a usual size oh, for what a catch-22
0: name they should have those, those rodents should have thought of that beforehand
1: <laughs> wow
0: You see, you guys Also, those
1: rodents are dumb. I mean, what are they (laughs) eating normally? It didn't seem like there's a lot of wildlife in there. And then they got the one chance to, like, eat a couple of hotties and they messed it up.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, only really one of them even picked his shot. You know, the rest of them were just cowards just all talk, and no show. Yeah,
0: it's so crazy. Like, I've seen this movie a lot. People at home have probably seen this movie many times. People listening to this right now. And we are blowing the fucking lid off of The Princess Bride. And we're still in the introduction. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> we are really... <laughs> it's been really
1: over 30 years, and we got it. You hear that, Rob Rhino? I'm coming for you!
0: <laughs> we are coming at you, Rob. Um, <laughs> uh, so Ian you've also had it too said,
2: good for too long, Rhino. Meathead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you thought that roast was harsh. Wait till you yeah. hear our brutal I guess exploration of your movie's ideas.
2: Yeah. I had to sit through North. You have to sit through this, Rob. <laughs> oh, wait. He's responsible for
3: North. Oh, uh, gloves are oh, coming yeah. off. <laughs> How have we never done North? That is a messed up one, man.
0: Man. Yeah. yeah, North's yeah. a
3: fucking bad movie. Well, we are lucky we should... that Rob
0: is listening so that we know that he's yeah. really getting the full <gasps> brunt of Alex. This.
3: Alex, can we do like a like a Cardinal Directions theme month where we do like North and then maybe like north by northwest and then like um
1: it's just all north
0: <laughs> and then we go to south yeah i don't southwest. know what's the
3: other how the west was uh, one
1: you could watch some episodes of east unders
0: mm. uh,
2: once also, upon a time in the in west
1: way.
0: yeah oh, okay what isn't there uh like uh what is it like east of the sun no. east of
3: east eden east of eden yeah. that's what
0: i meant east of eden we'll pretend that's what i meant oh
3: eastern promises yeah oh yeah that's a good movie
0: I mean, it seems like there's enough that we could do either one of each or we could do like a month of North.
3: How about an entire year of this? (laughs) Yeah,
0: We just keep coming up with better ideas for shows. What if we just did a podcast about movies, but every episode? Yeah. Uh, So what else did Ian say? Oh, Ian said The Princess Bride. This was his reason for making us watch this. The Princess Bride is widely beloved, full of famously overquoted quippy one-liners and tropes. And I'm suggesting it because I want you guys to have a fun talk. Uh, about something nice while being your usual hilarious and clever selves um and this my, is so sweet i know this it's so sweet uh this I, he said he also thinks that we he should have gotten bonus points in the suggestion which he did um because i am sad and scared and alone and i want to listen to people i like talk about something kind and gentle for a while Aww.
3: should we talk oh. slower so it lasts longer
0: <laughs> i mean you could just press 0.5x on your podcast player and then it won't be or so just, slow for everybody.
1: And listen to our scary slow voices.
3: <laughs> nope. I'm committing to this joke now.
0: <laughs> uh, sometimes I... Do you, ever, do you guys listen to podcasts? Do you do the thing where you take out the silences?
1: No. no. You know I mean? There's like a
0: setting that's like it deletes just the pauses automatically. So the whole thing's a little faster without it sounding faster. Sometimes I worry that people are doing that. So I want to just pause a lot longer to compensate for it. So that they get the right pacing. But then, like, it fucks it up for everybody else. It's really an arms Ooh, race yes. here.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyway, I don't know uh, why, Alex. This is more like a side real fast, kind of to say. I don't know why you always because we've been on track so far. We're seventeen podcasts. minutes
0: in. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you always like every week you have like some new hot tip on how you're trying to ingest podcast <laughs> in a new way, and it's like just hit play and walk <laughs> away, man. Don't <laughs> <you> don't need.
0: <laughs> I just, don't. I don't remember that, but it sounds like me. Next week, it's like, guys, put the earbuds in your butt. It's incredible.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you get drunk faster that way. <laughs> uh,
0: I would call them earbuds.
1: Ah, uh, that's good. That's good. All uh,
0: right. <laughs> also, I think I've said this on the show, but in case I haven't, Anthony, um, I definitely told you this at one point. You made a joke about butt chugging at one point where you soak a tampon in vodka and then put it up your butt. And. My mom asked me about it because she listens to the show and she was like, what was he talking about with putting a tampon up your butt? And I that's how I had to explain butt chugging to my mother.
3: You could have said, I don't know. That's always an
0: option. No, I laughed at it when he said it. So I clearly understood the reference.
1: I could have been laughing to seem cool. We've all done it.
2: It was a really awkward
0: drive home from the airport is what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) I, I do. I do love the image. I've never met your mother. But of her just sitting in a room with, like, a tampon and a bottle of vodka and just being, like, what did it mean? Like, just looking at him separately and being, like, what do you, what? Uh, just not being able to, like, you know, pit the last piece together. I That's hope she funny. doesn't. I, I feel bad that she
0: might now understand. So, anyway. Oh, she's
2: been drunk every time you've seen her since then. <laughs> uh and a breath smells fine is Weird. it possible that like put we, we rosé when the that's the bit, work you could just she's classy
0: this is too far i agree let's
3: start yep. over yep <laughs> where's the where's the podcast app that cuts out this joke
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh anyway if you want to force us to read something that is uh lovely and makes the world a better place uh we can you can go to be become a meat buddy go to buddies read slash meat buddies is where you become a meat buddy and our meat buddies are voting currently on our next 2 months of themed topics the rocktober and doctor november um, and probably they're going to vote on december stuff which will be you know of course christmas which is our holiday month um, it doesn't really have a pun title and i can't even remember why it was christmas but anyway oh uh, the great
3: bear grizzly bear uh, it was i think something about Sarah Palin
0: oh That's yeah I got. it was the pa- oh man jesus well it's sad that she's had as much an impact on the world as she had. Anyway, become Meat Buddy and you can vote on those topics. Alright, now I'm going to summarize the Princess Bride for you, probably in a little more detail than is necessary, looking at this block of text I've written. Uh, but jump in, make corrections, uh, point out whatever do you need. Do every other word. <laughs> the app will do that for you. Oh, that would be a terrible way to listen to a podcast. You know. Okay, so Fred Savage is a sick kid. Um, Like he, like he has a cold. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird start. Who um, loves
2: sports? Yeah,
0: he likes sports. He plays sports,
2: video games. He has a poster of the fridge behind him. Yeah, he wears a football jersey. He is well, not into much. kissing books. And
0: I, no. I think Guys, he
1: grows I, up I, to be. I... Oh, oh go ahead, Sorry.
0: No, please, no, please. No, this is a
1: different. This isn't a joke. This is a different noticing mm. thing from the opening scene of this movie.
0: Please, it's a great time for it.
1: Um. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I've seen this movie so many times, and this is the first time I realized it's literally Christmas. Mm. Like, I had seen the Santa behind him on the closet before because it's so oh, weird. What? How could you not? But there's Christmas decorations all over the room, and when his mom opens the curtains, all the houses have Christmas lights on them. Mm. This is a Christmas movie.
0: I did what? not notice that. And, yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, it's, this is why the war on Christmas has got to be amped up. Because this movie does not have to have Christmas in it. That is unnecessary influx of Christmas on an otherwise... (laughs) Stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane, Christmas. (laughs) Uh, I have enough Christmas movies...
2: Isn't that just like more of an attention to detail like Rob Reiner was on set and it was like a nice summer day outside and he's like, what kid's getting a cold in the summer? This is bullshit. (laughs) Give me some Santa Claus and give me some snow on those goddamn houses. That's a good point, Uh actually, because like, why would you (laughs)
0: stay home from school when there's no school?
2: Yeah, exactly. No one gets sick in the
0: summer. So I'm uh, six words into the summary. Um,
2: yeah, Grandpa's yep. in Cancun during summertime. You know, he only comes back in winters with them.
0: <laughs> That's a weird choice. I would Cancun in the winter. Um, anyway, grand- so Fred Savage is sick, and his grandfather forces him to stop playing video games and instead listen to him read out loud a novel called The Princess Bride. Um, and his uh, grandfather is um, so far not a hero. He also does that weird cheek-grabbing thing that I don't care for. Um,
3: oh, yeah. That's not great.
0: So then, but, and then, like, we're, you know, just a few seconds in, and we're off to the races inside the book. So the book is about a young woman named Buttercup who, possibly due to being saddled with such a terrible name from birth, is constantly abusive to her hired, hired servant Wesley, knowing nothing, nothing about each other except for that fact. They fall in love. But not just any love. True love, which has only happened, like, eight times true love however doesn't pay the bills so after a courtship of like a day wesley leaves to become rich enough that he is worthy of this farm life uh that this god
1: you're so rude alex
0: (laughs) i love it i love the
1: movie (laughs) you want you said i was funnier when i'm mad i'm gonna get real mad if this continues in this vein
0: (laughs) it's kind of a weird tone for something i enjoyed so much but um, so just imagine yeah. all the things but I just said wrong. but you're not wrong so imagine all of that but delightful um, yeah
1: but you're, you're accurately summarizing the movie
0: so Wesley runs off to get rich so he can be worthy of her uh, but almost immediately it is reported that his boat has been captured by the dread pirate Roberts who kills everybody he meets and so we assume Wesley <laughs> must be dead but don't get sad he fine uh, meanwhile the prince of this one land Humperdinck is really into sad farm women so he gets engaged to buttercup despite her telling him to his face that he'll she'll never love him and uh it's which seems like a great plan but then right before the wedding she's captured by three hoodlums a lisping sicilian mega genius and his goons a spanish swordsman famously you guys know his name um Oh, that was a, a siren, but I thought for a second someone was just doing, like, the whistling sound of me crashing. They were like... <laughs> oh, is that what you think happens it's to why just there's a, a siren?
1: Yeah. It's just a siren outside coming to coming to save me, because I'm about to faint because of all the tension in this <laughs> plot summary. <laughs> what's gonna happen?
3: what's uh, so, the weird thing about Princess Bride, guys. Like, I don't know a time in my life when I didn't know the whole thing, you know? Like it's kind of like this Star Wars. This came out, out literally
1: sp- the year I was born. So,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you were so young. Um, yeah.
3: It came out like like four years after you're born, Alex.
0: I know. They're about. It's frustrating years. when you think people are the same age and then you find out they're four years younger than you. But well, I mean,
1: we went to school together.
0: So under four. The,
1: I think you knew that.
0: <laughs> i yeah, did. in the ballpark. And plus, when we die, it's not
3: going to matter much, right? Like no one cares whether you're like, yeah. oh, like this. 74 year old versus like a 78 year old Like, I mean, I, at that point it's like we're all pretty much the same age which is old I, i'm sure
0: this is true in other careers but just in terms of like like show business which uh we are both very glancingly involved in but i uh it's just that i feel like way too old for it and so when i think someone is a peer and then i find out they still have their whole career ahead of them i get sad so anyway Sarah, good for you
1: Hey, I'm still in those sweet sweet thirties, baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I just like my my career is just a, is already a geriatric pregnancy, yeah. and so it's just it's just got a lot of jealousy, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, Alex, what? when Aww. you find out that they are still geriatric making- babies are the most jealous. <laughs> sorry, sorry, going, Anthony. Well, I was just gonna say, Alex, when you find out that they're still making people, it's really gonna crush you. <laughs> it, like, I don't know how you're gonna handle that.
0: I uh, Uh, I I hate it when my barista is younger than me. It's just it's just all jealousy all the way down. It's
1: gonna keep happening unless I know it's
0: it's getting kind of hard
1: jobs on older people. Yeah, (laughs) that's That's really
0: depressing, Alex. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, no, I guess it's not a barista, but when the manager of a coffee shop is like younger than me, I'm like, God, even you two, you're so much more successful. Anyway, it's stupid. Uh, The point is (laughs)
3: you could have managed. I'm, the I'm gonna, shop. Alex, 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 people are different ages in the world. I don't know if there's anything you can
0: do to fix I, that. No, there's not. You um, could go
1: into piracy, You'd basically be functionally immortal, because as we find out in this movie, that title just gets passed down.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's we'll get, true. We'll get you don't there. Have to be the only it, Alex. Uh, it so the uh, the three hoodlums. So uh, the the smart guy, the smart Sicilian the swordsman and, T- and Nigo montoya who's very famous um who is very quotable uh, revenge is his motto and uh, pro wrestling's andre the giant as the giant the three of them abscond with the princess to be uh, but they're quickly overtaken by the dread pirate roberts who single-handedly bests each one of them at the thing they're best at and then he reveals he's actually wesley and that the dread pirate roberts is a, just a character that multiple people can play like james bond or colonel sanders it's just passed along, and we're supposed to pretend Jeez. we don't fucking notice.
3: <laughs> I mean, willful, like, suspension of disbelief, man. I think it's more fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, I guess it's fun. Oh, but hey, every uh, time it's a different thinking, Colonel Sanders, I'm like, I'm on to you, Colonel.
3: Okay, but do you want us to use the same James Bond as the original James Bond? Forever. So that's...
1: Huh.
0: Yes.
3: Honestly, I want,
1: yeah, I would yeah. still watch Sean Connery be James Bond right now.
0: Absolutely. I would love an old James I Bond. I
1: would still smooch him.
0: <laughs> huh. That's gross. Um, especially because well, you're so I, young.
2: I really hope like, one day the Broccoli's just start pretending that they aren't recasting James Bond. Like, no, that's still Daniel Craig. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh,. That would be that would be fun. I'd like to live in a world that had a little bit of magic in it, like that. Yeah, you know. Well, oh,
0: that. So, so you then you're saying like an actor is playing Daniel Craig playing James Bond.
2: Yeah, oh, I, if that's we interesting. if we thought Colonel Sanders was 146 years old and still running a chicken <laughs> shop, you know, like I'd be I'd be okay with. I that. I mean, I did think of that
0: until now. Although that's better than the weird uh, immortal child Wendy who's running the burger other burger shop.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I feel like she
0: was cursed by someone. Yeah, for sure cursed. Uh, there's some weird square burger curse that she's dealing with. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, he's the he's the pirate, but it's actually Wesley. Uh, still a good dude. Turns out he didn't get murdered by the pirate. He became the pirate when the pirate wanted to retire, and so him and his uh, him and the the princess to be uh, his girlfriend Buttercup they run off because Humperdinck is also on the trail of him trailing them. And so the couple has to escape through the fire swamp, which we know the three dangers, only to be captured immediately on the other side because the fire swamp was not even a shortcut. It was very strange. Not a great plan. Hmm. And, uh, well,
2: yeah, we're blowing the lost lid off a this lot plan. Of time. Like, any, you could take a shortcut, but if, you know, like you get attacked and have to jump in quicksand and everything like that, that's going to slow down any shortcut, you know? That's true. I'm sure as the crow flies it probably is faster, you know?
0: Right. It's true. The,
2: Most of the times when I'm actually
3: late, it's because I did not account for the quicksand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you'd think, it's called quicksand. How could it slow me down so much? <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust it. Uh, anyway, so they get through the I, like I like that. I like, it. I like,
3: I like that. Yeah, I don't, no, nothing to tag onto. That was like really
1: <laughs> good. I just, I want to make sure you knew that that was a sincere laugh.
0: Oh, not anything. is this because you don't actually what? like it? I just called you young and now that's why you have to say
1: uh oh. No, it's possible you Alex. can like a joke. I don't have to ruin it. I don't have to
0: ruin it.
3: Yeah. Man. We could, yeah, we get, how about this? We'll do the podcast app where you can take a genuine compliment, huh? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You know what I don't love is the version of, the true version of me that people are getting to see a lot of this evening. I don't know what, it, if it's just the time of day we're recording. It's just gotten too real <laughs> here's, on multiple times. Here's occasions. the
3: great thing about this, Alex. You are the editor of this, but you would, we would rather people, know you and dislike you then take an extra half hour of your week to cut that part out
0: i don't know okay so i i, I like you that that's what you think is happening um it's is that not well it's not that it's the ex- like i also think it would like what's sadder as a person like to be really self-conscious about your age or to mm. be so self-conscious about your personality that you would edit out you being self-conscious about your age like that sounds sadder to me
2: yeah, I mean, really, what's going to be amazing is when people listen to all this and think, "What did he edit out?" Because uh, I mean that, I, I mean, exactly. Alex, like that—that that was like a good, you know, twenty minutes of your age stuff. I imagine you'll probably only keep about two minutes of it in, but it got heated, and I just—I don't know if people like if that's going to bother them, but, uh, but I—I I I guess it. like, oh my God, Anthony.
3: We can Now we can just talk about all the t- all the things yeah. that Alex did edit out. Exactly. Like, like the racism stuff.
0: Exactly. You know? I'm oh, sure yeah. you're going to edit out that long, weird racist thing. Um, oh,
2: yeah. The, the I mean, where you're you, like a P-
3: Pizzagate truther.
2: Yeah. When you started saying, like, seriously, we really can't compete with Sicilians when death is on the line, it got a little weird <laughs> and heavy, you know? I was like, I don't know where he was going with this. This is yeah. weird. Um, yeah. I don't know what the, you know. It's, the hard enough. family ever did to you, but its they really crossed you apparently.
0: <laughs> but I have to take that out because they will come after me. Oh, um, that's true. So let's see. they get through the fire swamp. Oh, and then uh, so they're thoroughly captured. Um, uh, Buttercup is forced to marry Humperdink again and Wesley is thrown into his torture tree and uh oh, he's marrying yeah. buttercup not because he's super into her it turns out it's uh, he's the one who hired the three dudes to kidnap her in the first place his whole relationship with her is just a pretense for war and yeah, so now she's he's a gonna...
2: false flag princess absolutely like, she, that's what this yeah, should be called the false yeah, flag the false, bride. oh my
1: god <laughs> yeah, she <no>. is
2: <laughs> yeah she's a uh she's uh <laughs> I never really thought about that till I was watching it this yeah, yeah. yeah. Time, and I was like, oh, yeah.
0: Buttercup was an it's inside that, job. And, that's,
1: <laughs> yeah. and and Alex, that's why he's into poor farm women is because she's the yeah. most popular, like, she's a popular commoner. Yes. And he says, yeah. you know, she was once common like yourself. So he knows he can get the commoners riled up and in favor of war And he, can, he kills the hottest commoner around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he mm,
2: can murder her, just, marry
0: a real princess, and then be a hero
2: just the medieval Alex Jones somewhere in a booth. I'm telling you. She princess is not Princess Buttercup is not actually in love with him. He has a torture tree with a knot. I believe it. I have seen it. I have footage.
0: This is medieval Alex Jones in also a tree presumably. Uh yeah. a hollowed out tree where he records his podcast. Yeah. Um, he yells at The man, government
2: has it. miracle people. They have miracle people. They make you eat chocolate pills. I have seen it.
0: <laughs> Look, they're putting something in the water that's making the rodents of unusual size gay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, you know, the amount of time. I know you love the weird parts of the internet, Anthony, but like. There's two th- suspicious things. One is how often you talk about German porn, and the other is how often you talk about Alex Jones. Like I suspect you're hate watching both of them more than is healthy.
2: Well, the thing is, the Venn diagram of the weird shit on the internet falls right between those two, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. You're not into like makeup tutorials on Instagram. This is just your particular in- Venn diagram.
2: That's I've the watched some makeup tutorials on Instagram before. Again, I'm into the weird stuff on the internet. I have How a big y- are you net. on
0: PetTube?
2: I'm okay on PetTube. I watch <laughs> a lot of pet videos.
0: I do. I do wonder if I could find a thing that you're like you've ne- that I know of that you've never heard of. That's not just me making something up. Interesting. Uh,
2: it's an interesting challenge. Let's we'll see if we can.
0: Yeah, do I do like that we did because we did the ASMR is like I like uh, challenging you with internet culture because you're you're pretty into mm-hmm. it. And we did the uh, video game. Man, we did a lot of culture like internet culture recently. All right. Anyway, let me wrap this up. So uh, oh, yeah. So his false flag operation. Um, he tortures Wesley to death. Uh, but then his cry as he dies alerts the Spaniard and the giant uh, to his agony. And so they show up. Grab his body, bring him to Miracle Max, who uh, brings him back to life, but not his body, so he still can't move his body, and so they have to weekend at Bernie's him around as he overtakes the prince and nego kills his nemesis, a guy says marriage weird, and then Fred Savage gives up on video games forever and becomes a reader and that's the movie
1: it's perfect and it's
0: per- it's perfect <laughs> it's basically perfect uh. A couple of the sets look cheap. Everything else is fucking great.
1: Um, I think stop. It's fine. And,
2: well, the like, that's perfect a finer different part things. of uh, the charm for this movie. Like I love yeah. how fake some of the set like it, it goes account. Like, I, I it feels so purposeful. It's like well, you we talked about it a bit on Hook how like I didn't like the set design on that cuz it felt like it was trying to be really elaborate but came off like a cheap like overly designed set and this is like Supposed to look like movies from the '30s. Like I love when it's like in the mm. boat chase when it's cutting. Yeah, and it's from, like, flat.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like a flat swimming pool they're in. Yeah. yeah,
2: I like that. And then, and then they like <laughs> cl- they get to the cliffs and it's like cutting between the most obvious soundstage and a real cliff somewhere. Yeah, and it's like just cutting wow. back and forth, and it's just so, so good. like uh, it's charming. I love it.
3: It's so good, I, and, and this is like. I maybe I should have been more scared that it wouldn't hold up, but it it uh, I, it, it did really well. Yeah, I'm not even gonna bother party. playing.
0: Does it hold up in our uh, lighting bonus round today? Because it does. It's too obviously it does. There's not a big open question. I the only thing I could imagine. One thing I think is important in do it. Does it hold up? Is to get the opinion of someone who has who did not see it as a child and has no um, reminiscing for it. And I guess this is a fair time to tell you that I saw it for the first time like five years ago. So Ooh, I did not grow up nuts. quoting this forever. I did know a bunch of the quotes just from hearing them the same way like I know half of Casablanca before I saw it. But like I uh I watched it fairly, relatively recently and it's it's perfect. Watching it for the first time is a I had a question perfect. for you
3: then. A- Alex, I'm in. So did you get the, that it was Wesley the whole time?
0: Oh, that was the, the first dread side. The uh, steam yeah. up on them? Yeah. Yeah, it looks just like him. Okay. Like as soon as Wesley shows up, I was like, "Well, that's Wesley. Why is he wearing a weird hood?" Because <laughs> his body and face are it's the same, fashion.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he sounds like him. And yeah, it's clearly Wesley. Him. Your mask is fierce. It is working. <laughs> but the dr- yeah. what, what's what's interesting is like when she's like, "Oh, you're the Dread Pirate Roberts," and he's like, "Yes, I am." I'm like, "Wait, no, you're not. You're Wesley. I know you're Wesley." So I did not get her point of view of not recognizing him because he's so clearly recognizable to me the first time
1: well okay it had been five years mm-hmm. um maybe she needed contact lenses and they did not have that technology in florin at that time
0: oh yeah no no, no i get had it a for tiny her
1: mustache and a ponytail yeah. oh yeah i'm
0: not doubting her point of view i'm just saying like i didn't experience that
2: yeah. and i really oh, okay. you gotta you really have to factor in being told someone is dead is really gonna lean you towards not thinking yeah. that they're in front of you, right? She's like, not that
1: looking is, for her ex. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean,
2: like, and like the the this guy killed your ex, so she's probably just sees nothing but resentment and anger at him. You oh, know, yeah, like, this yeah, is, yeah. makes I, sense why she wouldn't. I recognize. agree.
0: These are great points, and yeah. I never doubted her.
2: That. Uh, Prime Carrie, <laughs> that prime Carrie, prime Carrie Elvis that this movie oh gives us. Oh, my
1: God. we got to get into compliments because all of my compliments are about him.
2: Well, you
0: can do compliments for uh, at any point because I feel like the, the compliment to is also kind oh, of like really? a weird thing to do. So you can say Ooh, as many nice things is you want.
3: T- is compliment nachos? <laughs> Ooh, just that. grab some whenever you want.
1: Wait, I have a really like cheese covered nacho right now. Yes. And that's the compliment. This that we- movie Go. Carrie always was like my sexual awakening in this movie yeah. as a very young child because, uh, yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, fetch yeah. the picture. dear lord. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so you're you're clearly a, a dom.
1: What? <laughs> uh, or, or just
3: or
0: or Sarah understands
3: that
2: like you know what good good help is hard to find <laughs> on the farm. Period. <laughs> uh, all right,
0: this is yeah. both fair. And,
2: Alex, I I think again you're you're sleeping on the fact he has blue eyes like the ocean after a storm. Uh
0: I don't know That's... why after a storm I don't know what after the storm does.
2: <laughs> Look into his eyes, you'll see what I mean. It's yeah. there. I didn't notice it until she says that line in the movie, it's... then the next time they cut to Carrie Ellis's eyes, I was like, I see it. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at
0: nice. uh, this this picture of him and I definitely in his eyes what I can see is um a lot of like flooded houses from the storm surge. Is that what I'm looking for?
2: Are you looking at him um, from like photos from when he was in Because, Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> but you have to find <laughs> no. I, you have to find that pristine. The ocean yeah, after you know, a storm is Listen, like I
1: time see- is hard on all of us. <laughs> We're yeah. discussing regularly. I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about this like 25 year old K. <laughs>
0: no, I agree. I just the just the storm at or the the ocean after a storm. I picture like. Whale carcasses. It just doesn't sound beautiful. That phrase. It makes it two sound, weeks for two, man. What's up with you? And
1: whale carcasses. Where's your poetry? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: um. So for I just okay. So that's
2: a great compliment, hey, Alex, do you think whales are really weak or storms are really strong? If you think it's lightning, if you lightning of the ocean, everything in it dies. Uh, I guess
0: that makes sense. So okay, we just this is all good and well, but we have to pause and appreciate how brilliant. Compliment nachos is, yes. <laughs> We've been doing yes, this compliment tostada for four months, and now it's like all compliments everywhere. That would be nachos. So we're doing <laughs> compliment nachos, and I am so stoked about it. Ezra, hundred points—the okay. most points okay, I'm thanks, able man. to allow by law. Wow, man, the, man, the max. Points. You don't want to save one for later. No, that's it. You've deserved it. That is so good. Compliment nachos. Um, okay. I want to give a, a compliment nacho to uh, Billy Crystal and Carol Kane Yeah. as, oh my God. as Miracle so Max good. and his wife. Uh, so, like, oh, man, one thing I love, I just love a movie where, like, the minor characters are just crushing it also. Um, from just, like, the... Preacher who just says marriage weird and that's delightful. Uh, but these guys uh, have the you
1: impressive clergyman, the impressive Hold clergyman.
0: Him, please. Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but Billy Crystal and Carol Kane are like, <laughs> like they even feel like they're pretty fleshed out backstories. They just have a lot and we see them so briefly and I love them and they're great together. And apparently they like hung out a lot before the filming this, uh, and like improvised stuff together to work on their backstory. And Rob Reiner let them improvise a bunch of lines because uh, they just so bonded okay. as these two characters, and it's so good.
3: And yeah, uh, Also, it's awesome that we got to like see like Carol Crane basically like, grow up into that character like on Kimmy Schmidt as well. Right, because like, she's I playing. She's playing
0: in age makeup the character she plays on Kimmy Schmidt without age makeup. It's great. Uh, she
3: uh, Alex, uh, my, when, you know how old Carol Kane was at that point? She's like your age. Oh God.
2: It's... <laughs> <laughs> <You guys. laughs> I'm not,
0: I'm not emotionally prepared for this.
2: One of the facts my wife let me know during the movie uh, was that I guess during any shot that you can't see Carrie Ellis's face, it's like a mannequin because he <laughs> would break constantly because of Billy Crystal's improv. Oh yeah. Um, so because he's supposed to be dead and he just couldn't, he just kept breaking. Uh, yeah. So they had to like just take him out of the scene entirely. Which I love stories like that. Yeah, that's in awesome. That, like, oh, we got to yeah. figure this out. You're just, Billy's just being too fucking funny today. It's just.
3: Oh, I love great.
2: them. More compliment I think, nachos. Uh, yeah, I think Rob
3: Reiner actually had to be off. Like, he could not actually be on the set for
0: those as well. He had to leave because oh, he's also man. takes. They're so great. Okay, great, great, great. More compliment <laughs> uh, nachos. I mean, this is fun.
2: One of my favorite things about this movie is going into, like, what I said earlier with the sets. Um, mm-hmm. I love the, the strange heightened reality that the movie takes place in while, like, not really, it's, it's not important. They don't try to mythologize it. Like, the miracle worker is like the only setup for him is when the grandfather's like, This book has everything. He mentions miracles, and right. then so literally a character named Miracle with Miracles, his last name shows up. Uh, yeah, it's just like the weird eels are so weird and specific. Everything about the fire, oh, yeah, the swamp, screaming the eels weird kingdoms, yes. Um, yeah, just the weird, nonsensical world building in this oh, movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so charming so as hell. Have you, Sarah? But it
1: also is in the real world because they talk about Australia. <laughs> uh, they oh, talk yeah. About yeah, I mean, Spain, and he goes, yeah. the yeah. Spaniard yeah. is yeah, yeah. from Spain. Uh, the whole Vaziria's land war from in China. Sicily. Yeah, he, ha- the, he has the yeah. classic
0: Sicilian lisp.
1: Yeah, it's it's just that uh, Florin and Gilger are made up in the middle of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, Sarah, I assume you've read this book.
1: Oh yeah, it's is, so good. Is it
0: great? I've I've heard so many good things about it. I actually I just I just bought it. Uh... It's
1: very dark. Oh, so If this is like too sweet for you, you might really enjoy it.
0: No, I mean it's not too sweet for me, but I would also be willing to take some darkness here. There's and and I think
1: you would appreciate it because one of the things in the book is um, that is this is going to sound really horrible. I think it's actually very funny in practice. Uh, Buttercup is incredibly stupid. Oh She's like the most beautiful mm. she's literally the most beautiful woman in the world, but she's really, really dumb. Mm.
4: <laughs> so
1: a lot of the things that happen, like in the movie you can see you're like, oh it's kinda nonsensical, but it's like fairy tale logic. No, in the book it's because she's just really stupid and she doesn't know how to, like, <laughs> well,
4: that's kind of get out of
1: situations. And there's this whole thing where, hmm. like, Wesley is super smart and he's like, I really wish I could have fallen in love with someone that I could have had a better conversation with, but <laughs> I can't help it. I'm in love with her.
0: <laughs> that's intriguing. Does
1: yeah, some stuff have the like
2: same, that. The, does the book have the same framing device as the movie? Yes. like, a... So Ooh, okay.
1: it's by William Goldman, mm-hmm. uh, but it says so. The the version of the book that you get says "The Princess Bride" by S. Morgenstern, Stern, uh, annotated um, by William Goldman. So the, it's Goldman, right? William yeah, Goldman.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, tell so me if I'm wrong, he's Sarah. The actual
1: it, author of the book.
0: Yes, but he, so he's the author of the book, but he like pretends in the book, or like the, the conceit of the book is he found this book, but doesn't like all the boring parts and so he like changed he just cuts out the boring parts
1: no the conceit of the book is that his dad used to read it to him okay okay. so he found it when he was older and he's like doing research into the history of the book for this annotated version so he he, like goes to florin and like visits the cliffs of insanity and like talks Mm. about how they were misrepresented in this book but it has it's like footnotes it has a meta-narrative in it
0: but doesn't he realize his dad used to edit out all the boring parts as he was reading it
1: Yeah, he realized that his dad changed it as he went.
0: I love that. That's just so. That's so clever. And
1: it's really good. But you also get the whole backstory. You find out how Fezig was unemployed in Greenland. Like mm. you get all of the backstory. (laughs) Yeah, it's really really fun. I really. I'm
0: really excited about this. And apparently, Goldman is just like uh, a genius, and is like apparently the most respected script doctor in Hollywood, and has two Oscars for screenplays um, for. All of the President's Men, I think, is one of them. Oh,
2: Another Rob Reiner movie.
0: Another Rob Reiner movie. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. apparently he's just like this unbelievable genius.
2: Uh, oh, Bush Cassidy. I oh, yeah, Bush that.
0: Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, that's the one.
2: I mean, this, going, like, for all honesty, to not just make fun of Rob Reiner this whole time, this... Uh, you know, we've talked about this uh, a bit with, like, uh, like sort of with John McTiernan whenever you do any of his work, but I yeah. love, like, great runs that directors Oh, have. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the, like, uh, Stand By Me, This, uh, Misery, All The President's Men were basically all back-to-back, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just an incredible... Oh, and When um uh uh when Harry Met Sally is yeah. also in there. Yeah. Uh, and Spinal oh Tap, gosh. I mean... His early films, uh, Rob Brady doesn't get a lot of respect as, I, I think, such a great, important filmmaker. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, this is an, yeah, that North is an incredible run you've just described. Never really made anything that great again, but uh, that happens.
0: Yeah, streaks run out. Okay, so we, we have time for just a couple more nachos and then we got to move on. So, toss in your... Anthony, do you have a compliment nacho? That was a pretty good one. Any uh, other nachos? That was,
2: I also want to say, uh, Christopher Guest is awesome in this movie. Yes. He doesn't get enough... Uh, yeah. For how quotable everyone else is, he doesn't do a lot, but he does a lot. Uh, um, I love Christopher. He Gess. scared me so
3: much when I saw this young when I was young. Oh, what? he's he was so terrifying. scary,
1: and it took me forever to put together that, that was Christopher Guest, like as a young adult. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I have not I put this together. Who, to... who is who is he playing? He's Count Tyrone uh, the... Reardon.
1: Count Rugen the ba- with the, the six so, fingers.
0: Oh yeah. Man, talk about sexual awakening. Six yeah. fingers. Mm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his his like I get chills for like how silly and light this movie is when he like has yeah. the knife in uh the the Spaniard and he's just like casually talking. He says something yeah. about how like this is where your journey ends. The saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh, when oh, he's like, uh, oh, he's like oh,
0: and, oh, you're still trying to win.
2: Yeah, yes. it's just it's very it's, it's such a good performance for a guy that also doesn't you don't talk about really great Christopher Guest performances and stuff. No. Uh but he is very good in this movie. I'll Wait, see. would
3: you not kind of like his like, like like the comedic stuff like No, I would say like uh, that
2: is like he's great in that but you don't like think of him as like um like a like an I don't know, like more I think of him more as like an improviser and a director than like an actor actor, mm. you know? And he's Yeah. acting in that scene.
1: Yeah, I don't think about him as scary, and he's definitely scary in this movie.
2: Super scary. I also,
1: I really want to, I have to compliment um, Robin Wright in this movie, too. I feel like that role is, like, by design, right? Like a real nothing role on the page. She's just supposed to be, like, pure and innocent. And And stupid. Yeah, but I think she, like, Robin Wright is obviously very smart herself, and she brings such a, like,
0: future president Robin Wright. I don't Wright. know.
1: Sparkle. Yes. She brings such a like sparkle to the role. I feel like it's so like delightful to watch her.
2: Yeah. Now, was this her first movie? Because it says and introducing Robin Wright in it the credits. It was one of
1: her first movies, it I seemed, It seems I to be the
0: second, according first. to her Wikipedia. She was in a movie God called Hollywood right. Vice Squad a year earlier.
2: Yeah. Robin um, Wright is amazing.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: She's so She's, great. And it's just yeah. like watching someone be like because like Carrie always plays it like rightfully with like kind of a wink,
3: but yeah, like yeah. she
1: plays this whole movie entirely earnestly, and yep. it's so good. It's such a necessary like point of view yeah. in this universe.
2: Absolutely. My my favorite moment in Princess Bride. This is a very silly thing. Uh, it has nothing to do with the plot in the story. It's just like a a real human moment between two actors. And it's is it the, the armrest? Smile on, oh, no, no, the smile on her face when Andre the Giant catches her yes. oh. at the end of the movie. It's it's just like this real, like, she just got thrown into his this guy. She probably really likes Ohms, and is just having a great time. It's like, there's not really a performance there. It's just like this very earnest. She was that's also, Robin the, Wright. That's not Buttercup. This, acting. This is stupid, moment. and, and I'm sure your wife great. told
0: you this, but she's on uh, wires because Andre the Giant had just had major back surgery and couldn't carry anybody. So mm. all the scenes where he's carrying somebody had to be faked with wire work and yeah. um, like secret ramps and wheels and stuff because he's, yeah, he couldn't he actually in, hold anything.
2: He was in real and bad shape during the making of this movie. right? Yeah, I, I
3: don't know if you knew yes. this, but I think when they so when when they cast, so I think they originally wanted uh, Schwarzenegger. I think when there was like I guess in the '70s when they're trying to get it made, um, and Schwarzenegger was too big of a star by the time they tried to do it, and uh. so I think he recommended uh, Andre the Giant. They didn't actually know if Andre the and Giant could like deliver the lines i believe like if his like accent was good enough as how his english was uh-huh. um and so they're like okay well we could just dub it uh but he'll do it, the physical stuff and it turned out like they couldn't he couldn't do any of the physical stuff but like the you know the english was great
0: yeah, well i mean we can i mean not great but like delightfully not great
3: oh perfect yeah i would say yes his,
0: his delivery is perfect and not very good if that makes if that's fair that sounds harsh i don't mean it that way i guess it's just like he's like he's like mumbly and hard to understand, but in a way that's so fun. And he like clearly is smiling when he says stuff in a way that's like perfect for the giant.
1: Oh my God. He's so sweet. I was like, immediately obsessed with him when i saw this as a kid yeah. and i didn't even know he was a wrestler forever <laughs> like i had no other con i know yeah. i had no other context for him i was just like that's Fezig, and i love whoever this person is yeah. um
0: i want uh, just as a, a a tiny tiny moment this is going to be like a tiny broken chip of a nacho but yeah i got you also got um it has a little bit of cheese on it that is is crunchy and uh it's uh a a human moment between two actors, which is where uh, the Prince Humperdinck is sitting on his throne and his head of police comes in and kneels down next to him and Mm -hmm. leans on the armrest. And it's it's a totally silent gag. He leans on the armrest and the prince just gives him like a, how dare you look? And then he pulls off and then the prince casually leans on the armrest. It's just, it's so, 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 so small. And it's, um, it's, it's brilliant. It's like, it's so perfect. And I like... It's that kind of tiny moment that in the context of this, such a good movie, is like just everything you're doing is just firing on all cylinders. It's so small and so fast, and it cracked me up.
1: Yeah, man. This whole movie, is like it's wall-to-wall that. Like,
0: yes, yes.
1: As as ubiquitous as this movie has become, I feel like every time I see it, I notice a bunch more things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and that's also really funny and great. And am yeah. like, that's also really funny and great.
0: Yeah. yeah turns it's out it's so christmas good. well yeah,
1: it's christmas <laughs> <laughs> and
0: just like every time i've had nachos in real life i feel like i may have let this go on a little bit too long yeah. uh so we're gonna wrap the nachos do a meat buddy i do a very quick lightning bonus round and then we'll get out so stick around for all that uh today's ad, uh meat buddy so let's start over <laughs> <laughs> man awful uh today's episode is brought to you by all of our fabulous meat buddies i'm probably not even gonna cut that out because i don't want to spend the 20 minutes um all of our fabulous meat buddies who help keep the show alive uh through their financial contributions today we have a brand new meat buddy to thank john from the philippines so as uh and anthony i believe you were both here for this um john you may recall as the person who said he falls asleep to our show Oh, back okay. on the Battleship episode. So we did this great segment where we talked soothing voices to him to help him sleep. And uh, he... Well, first of all, he mentioned that we didn't need to do that because he's already successfully falling asleep to our annoying voices. <laughs> um, he didn't say it that way, but that's what he meant. Um, so we didn't have to be soothing. But um, he really loved it. And it just made his week to hear us talking about that email. And he laughed so much. And he was like very much awake from hearing us talk about him. So we did kind of fuck <laughs> up that day. But um, I hope he's awake to hear this part uh, because John. Your week is about to get a whole lot better because you just became a meat buddy, which means not only would you talk about your great email, we're going to actually have a segment for you. Um, As always, I ask what he'd like us to do for his meat buddy segment, and this is what uh, John said to us. Um, It's kind of different, so it's going to be a a little bit challenging and maybe not as funny as always, but it'll be fun. So uh, John says, quote, I'm actually uh, really keen on literature although I'm studying uh, science right now. And I know that at least two of you graduated with philosophy degrees, which Ezra and I did. And so I was, uh, well, I'm was i using this opportunity to change things up a little bit. I think it would be great if you guys could suggest books with philo- or by philosophers that you think are important and should be read even by non-Philo students, which I like Philo students because it makes it seem like I'm wrapped in warm, crispy bread. Um, Mm,
3: It's a lot of work, but it's worth it.
0: (laughs) I mean, mostly it's store-bought these days. Um, But I... uh, Anyway, so John continues, I know it's kind of a boring conversation, but I really am interested in learning some philosophy. Or maybe you could just suggest books that you think are great reads that are maybe classics or something like that. Um, So uh, I can help use that to help improve my grammar and vocabulary as English is my second language. So any any help on book suggestions is welcome and appreciated. Thank you again. Uh, I'm glad I can help out the podcast. So... You guys, I possibly philosophy, possibly just classic. Sir, were you an English major?
1: No, I wasn't. Um,
0: you, should you have? Been? I was
1: a theater major. Oh, I were. took okay. like basically all my other classes were English classes, but I took right. electives. Uh, I didn't okay. want to take like comp. I wanted to take fun electives. so Yeah, I took totally. Electives.
0: Oh great. Okay. But well, on so that you score, still. Lead.
1: I have a non-philosophy classic too. Please recommend. Let's do it. I feel like if if you haven't read any Jane Austen, you should read some Jane Austen, and I feel like you got to start with either Emma or Pride and Prejudice. That's a really really great one for like expanding your vocabulary, and also they're just like hilarious. Like they hold up really really well.
0: I have not read Pride and Prejudice, but I have seen like a couple of different productions of it, um, including one at school. Didn't they do a Pride and Prejudice when we were in school?
1: That was before
0: my it. time, oh. but they did do that a couple years before I was there. Okay, Moray. Oh, jeez. Um. Anyway. I'm so much younger than I'm you. I'm sick of it. Don't talk about it. I can't handle it. Um. <laughs> uh, I just had a tough birthday, you guys. Anyway, the point is. Uh, Sorry, buddy. I don't think I've ever, ever read that, and I actually I, I would like to do that as well. That sounds really interesting. Ez, do you have a suggestion? We should yeah we, one we should totally do I, I don't think
3: I've read any Jane Austen so we should totally have like an Austin week uh, month something
0: yeah we should read Austin uh, okay. in Austin
3: hmm oh well, we'll do it for South by yeah part of our directional uh, <laughs> <a> month
0: <laughs> so for that that'll be a fun twist where we won't actually be talking about a directional thing we'll be at a directional festival and then we will yeah anyway okay uh, uh, okay
3: yeah. so I I mean I so my thesis was on Thus spoke Zarathustra by Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not finish it though, so I cannot say <laughs> if the whole thing is good. I liked like the three pages that I had to write my thesis on. Oh
0: yeah. Um,
3: for classics, like I've, I mean, here's the thing: all the classic stuff is like it's all like translated, right? So I don't know if it, how good the translation is. I've found mm-hmm. um, like the Odyssey to be actually very readable, and I, I was happy, I was proud that I read that.
0: We, I believe um, I we read, like, was decent also. very... We had to read uh, The Odyssey for a core, and it was a, like, relatively new, supposedly more readable than usual translation of it. So we... Oh, yeah, who is it by? Fagels. Fagels, I think?
1: I can oh, see Fagels. the that cover right. of it in my I was like, mind. It's too, I can see it's it like on my that... bookshelf too far away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like that goldenrod covered one. That's a great translation. Yeah. I really love it. it. It's,
3: it, it's uh, Yeah, it is Robert Fagels. Or... I think that's how I pronounce it. Yeah, Robert Fagles. Um, get in there, get yourself some Robert Fagles. Yeah, little,
0: I want to. Um, I want to make a suggestion, which is uh, a thing that we did read. And well, part of so here's okay, John. Here's part of the problem is I'm trying to uh, consume fewer pieces of art created by pieces of shit. And, uh, uh, one of the problems with classics and with a lot of philosophy is that they are written by monsters. And, uh, so it's, I feel we're recommending almost anybody that I actually read because I, I feel like there's probably so many better people for you to be reading that are also, that are not also monsters. Um, but, and I have, but I have one tiny recommendation. It's probably... I don't know enough about this person, about uh, Emerson's real life, so I'm not gonna. I can't comment on it. But there's just this one moment of one essay. So I, I would recommend you read like the first three pages of On Self Reliance, the Ralph Waldo-, oh. Waldo Emerson's essay, which has some. It's got some wacky kind of libertarian parts to it uh, that I can't endorse. But there's just this moment in the er, early on. Uh, I, I grabbed it because I wanted to read you a just a. This is this tiny part of it. Um, because uh, it, it's not like it's not like uh, all like pull yourself up by your bootstraps idiot poor person it's not like that it's like uh it's sort of just like about you have like you have uh let me see let me just do it it fuck, where'd it go ah damn i just had it uh you can edit this out yeah yeah you I won't, I, but you can't i won't because i'm just so busy ezra um,
2: yeah, you got to be real busy taking that whole thing out about how, like, it's a real scam what the Democrats are doing to the Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> uh, you definitely spent a lot of time editing that out, right? So oh, goddammit.
0: I should be using this time to find the line, but I'm laughing at what you're saying.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can, another plug. Uh, I think,
3: I don't, I think Marcus Aurelius is an all right guy. Meditations. It's pretty readable. Check it out.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, while you're looking at that, I have a suggestion, uh, where I haven't read a whole lot of philosophers, but I based a lot of my philosophy on life, uh, from Kurt Vonnegut, who I read a lot of when Hmm. I was in high school, and especially, he, he, he's not, like, the most complex writer, he's a very, uh, very easy to get into, especially if English is not your first language, um, and I, I think his 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 books and his you know his uh, humanity that comes through and his sort of view on humanity uh, is very interesting and he's a very good writer to get into his books are very short they're usually very breezy uh, they're very funny so that you can get into really heavy stuff without like feeling it you know this is such a uh, good suggestion. I, I can't suggest uh, anything by Kavarnik enough, especially we're just trying to read more English.
0: Okay, so self on I self reliance from Ralph Waldo Emerson. There's just these couple lines that I really like um, that I, I think have been really important to me as like an artist. Uh, he said in self mocking quotes, um, but it's about like basically trusting that your instinct to say a thing uh, to create your own thing, uh, because otherwise, there's this is lines like otherwise tomorrow a stranger will say with masterly good sense precisely that which we have always thought and felt, and we shall be forced with. Sh- to take with shame our opinion from another and uh i just really like that it's like this is you you have your own instincts is like your only option to work with as an artist and if you don't say a thing someone else is going to say it you're like god damn it i thought of that and i never had the courage to say that thing so uh that's the most frustrating like for me like very personally is like when someone tells a joke it's like oh man i i had that thought why didn't i just follow it through and write that thing down um uh, so that brief moment of ralph water emerson and hopefully he wasn't also a monster Sarah Hafslund, she started. Uh,
1: you no, I, I don't have anything else to add, guys. Yeah, I, I think also. That's beautiful. That was
0: a great segment. Okay, uh, I hope this helps you, John. Uh, good luck, and thank you so much. Wait, wait, one more,
3: one more new classic, please. Me talk pretty one day.
0: Oh, <laughs> I mean, interesting.
3: Because, like, if, it, you know, if you're about like learning a language, I think like see someone else uh, do it in a really great way. David Sedaris' "Me Talk Pretty One Day" yeah. uh, is 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 pretty awesome. Um, I, mean, uh, I think it's still my favorite thing that he's done. To be
0: clear uh, from the example, emails so. from John, like even though English is a second language, not a difficulty for him. Uh, he's, he's, he's very far along in language. But you should read Me Talk Pretty one day because it's delightful. It's a great work. But anyway. Uh, awesome. Well, these these are this is very good. I hope this helps John and I hope this helps other people. Um, yeah. You see, I'm kind of embarrassed about my suggestion, but you know what? I got to just like... Just got to keep yeah, it. That's what I have. It was
2: what it was. I, I think it was good.
0: Um, all right. Let's
2: yeah, and, I mean, after all the wild shit you said on this podcast, this episode, I really <laughs> am surprised that that's the thing you're self conscious about. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, thank you, John, for sponsoring. Thanks to all our meat buddies and for everybody who has donated to the show. Keeps us floating down the tracks. We re- we really appreciate it. Um, oh, I can say ghost train. Keep us floating down the tracks like a ghost train. Uh, that was a one day only. Sorry, Ian. Me buddies,
4: Me buddies, meat buddies, meat buddies, meat buddies.
0: Me, buddies, me, buddies, me, buddies. Now it is time for lightning bonus round. We're going into the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round, here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. Okay, so basically, we only have time for a couple of really quick things. And there's two things that jump out at me as the most uh, obvious games to play here. We've kind of done a little bit of this already, but let's just play a quick game of No Retreat, No Surrender, which is our game where we follow. We want to talk about what the possible side stories are for the minor characters. Um, which sometimes might even seem more interesting than the major characters. And there's so many characters that Sarah, you've cheated because you've read the book, but then I don't know about what actually happened in the rest of their lives, but there's so much stuff here where like, I would love to follow these, uh, these people's other lives. I would watch probably the three criminals together for as long as they have been together. I would love to watch them meet and, uh, be recruited for this dastardly task. And I would love to just see them, uh, hanging out all the time because they're just such a fun trio.
1: Yeah, you know I would also take a, a prequel series about the king.
0: Oh, because yeah. Because people
1: seem to like oh, the king, yeah. dad.
0: Oh, the old uh, guy who's like, she kissed me. Yeah, yeah he's people having seem a good to time. like him.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, Buttercup said he was sweet to her. Uh, he was the one who hired Miracle Max originally. Humperdinck oh, was the right, one who
4: fired yeah. him. So, like, mm. people liked
1: the old king. The problem is this this new young shit, you know? So, gotta go back to the, would it, the glory days of old king Humperdinck.
3: <laughs> Wait, would it be Humperdad or Dadder or King?
1: <laughs> I
0: think Humperdad is pretty good
1: i like, imagine him as, like, a young hot rod, like, entourage style, like, before he's really tied down to a queen <laughs> in the kingdom, if you know what I mean.
3: I hear Speaking it. of which, I would also so, like, love
0: to watch uh, Wesley as the dread pirate Roberts, because even though supposedly oh, he has right. to kill everyone he meets, I would love to see him run a pirate ship.
3: Um. I would like the year in the life of the rodent of unusual size. Oh, for sure. Just sort of like, maybe like, like, maybe it's like, it's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Lots of drone footage. Oh
0: man, I would love that. Also, I love because the rodents of unusual size are clearly just people in giant rat costumes. And so when there's, one thing I love is when there's that scene where he's wrestling it. I just love picturing the person in the rat costume who's doing this wrestling scene and then coming out all sweaty. What a fun day that must have been. Somebody playing a rat. I mean,
3: actually, that'd be rough. Where it's like, it's like, oh, which one were you? It's like, oh, I, I was that one. It's like, really? Because we have no way of knowing. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, so you I could insist that uh, at the tender age of four, I was a, an actor, child actor, inside this rat costume.
2: I mean, we don't know that we weren't. Is there anybody we else in that rat costume
0: besides me as a child actor that you want to follow?
2: You truly are the Warwick Davis of uh, the Burt Francis' Bride <laughs> <laughs> franchise.
0: Right. Uh, wait, um, wait, hang on. Let me Google it so I can get this reference.
3: I would actually he, really like Warwick Davis month also because I like a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm a big fan of Warwick Davis. He, 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 as a child, he was the, uh, the Ewok, the main Ewok. Yeah. Star Wars. Uh, but I would like to see a movie about the pale dude uh, mm-hmm. who just helps. Yeah, oh, he works inside the torture tree. Yeah, who just, like, because I gotta imagine, he mostly just cleans wounds and then just looks at this weird suction machine, which sucks life out of you, takes year, literal years off of your life. Is that what it does? Well,
0: but they're the worst
1: years.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, does he get to, like, you know, drink those years? You know what I mean? Are those years <laughs> left around? Like, where, <laughs> what are they getting sucked into? It's
3: like, it's like, yeah. hey, hey, uh, Humberdick, you gotta, you going to like, you're
0: gonna finish or? that,
3: yeah? yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: you're gonna <can> bottle
3: it, <laughs>
0: yeah? Uh, yeah, he's maybe he is taking the years when Humperdinck isn't looking and he is just living forever in that tree, yeah?
2: Um, yeah, I would immortal like albino. yeah, that's a prequel series right there. If I've ever for sure,
0: it. that's one of the that's so rich with minor characters that like everyone was like, Oh, that would be interesting, let's see where that goes. Um, I mean, yeah.
2: that does lead to like. Do you think Princess Bride is untouchable in, like, the Back to the Future way? Like, with the way everything is getting remade and repackaged oh. these days, there's certain movies that I think, like, like Back to the Future will probably never get remade. I just don't think... Um, I think it's just too important for anyone to really take a bite of that apple. And Princess Bride is one of the only other few movies that I can't imagine uh, yeah. them doing a remake. But I could totally... It does seem likely. It seems like it should have happened by now in a weird way. Uh, well,
1: I for one thing, I hope it doesn't because it's it's so, so good the way it is. And I don't think it they could ever top it or even come close to it, honestly. <laughs> well, um, you, but he's yeah. been trying to get a... William Goldman's been trying to get a musical version of it off the ground for years. So that oh. might be the way it eventually comes well, back.
0: Yeah, I would watch anything or that he's, act, he's doing himself. That seems fair.
2: Um, but... You don't want to see, like, uh, you know, Tim Burton's uh, $200 million no. Princess Bride remake? <laughs> okay, but no, I but don't
1: want to see him do anything anymore, please. And well, thank you, Tim. You've done well.
2: Retire. Yeah, you, you had a good run, Tim. For, you don't have your ticket for the Dumbo remake that comes out in a few months? Actually, I'm, oh I'm going to watch I'm that. I'm so concerned. But,
0: but, but <laughs> I... Okay, so... I am not a person who's that upset about remakes because if it's good, now I have two movies I like. And if it's not good, no one's taking away the old movie. So you're not ruining me (laughs) by making another version of this movie. Um, What I do think is sadder, which I think is even is actually way more likely with back to the future is that they just, instead of remaking it, they sort of just reboot it and they're like, here's back to the future four and it's his kid uh, finds the car or whatever and then we just keep adding worse sequel like like i feel yeah. like the the prequels to star wars are much more heartbreaking to me than like say the new um point break cuz the new yeah, point I break mean, doesn't touch the old point break old point break still lives and is great but with star but wars the prequels you're like now i have to admit these into my universe that are bad
2: mm. yeah you're talking about like the requel kind of yeah. uh, sort of like i mean it is like creed is a really good example creed is yeah. a great movie and so it's basically good. a it's a sequel to Rocky, but it's also kind of just a remake of Rocky. Totally. Uh so like that can be good. The requel is a good what,
0: is an interesting point cuz like Creed is good and like breathed life into a very tired franchise. Yeah. Uh
2: but to me I just see like The Beauty and the Beast remake which I really all the Disney remakes which I have not been a big fan of but like Cinderella one. Yeah, that
1: Cinderella.
2: one was okay. We
0: talked about Cinderella <laughs> or no, we didn't talk we talked about Beauty and the Beast together. <laughs> but and the Beast,
2: um it. uh but like what about Jungle Book though?
1: As okay. It was fine, but unnecessary.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I could just... Princess Bride, just, this seems like the type of movie that I... Like, if... Like, somebody is fighting the good fight. In the way, like, I think with Back to the Future, like, Robert Zemeckis, once a year, has to tell someone to fuck off as they come into his <laughs> office with the Back to the Future movie. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think somebody is doing that for Princess Bride. Someone is being like, absolutely not. Because there's sure. no way they're not trying to remake this, at least, you know? Uh, well, I yeah. uh,
0: well also, the new thing now would be to be, like, it's Princess Bride, the TV series, and then it might be good, and then we just have to admit no, that.
1: I, you know, I just... I feel like some things need to be allowed just to be what they are. Like, I understand the, like, nostalgia drive and all of this, and I don't think... I think there's plenty of like interesting, fine, like remakes and, and sequels and reimaginings of properties. Creed is a perfect example of that. I love that movie. I'm glad yeah. it exists. But I think some things do need to be allowed to be just self-contained and to be done yeah. with. And I think this is one of them. Like they did it. It took them decades to get an adaptation of The Princess Bride made. And okay, they but let me, did it 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 let me just put yeah, this out there. Let me just put this out there,
0: Sarah. Wesley as played by Michael Bajordan.
1: All right. Stop. <laughs> All right. It's I, hard to say uh, no.
2: if, if, you, if you're. I,
1: uh, you got me right in my weak point. <laughs> God damn it. I
2: know. <laughs> I know. This, is <laughs> a, this is a kind of a really morbid thought, Alex. But when you mentioned the TV show, I was trying to think, like, how would that work? And it's like, it's about a terminally ill child whose grandfather comes <laughs> and reads to him once a week. That's so, so this so way sad you can do dark. a whole season of yeah. the framing device. Yeah. Know? I I, uh,
0: I think that's intriguing. I mean I would, I'd like the thing that I don't hate about this idea and I I think probably it's that it doesn't need to happen but I like the idea that there's all this like deeper backstory to all these characters that I didn't learn and so I'd be kind of intrigued if you said like okay it's Michael Bajordan and we learn a little bit more about these different stories it's hard to argue with that I'd be tempted I'd see it even to not like it and so I can't be mad at these at companies for making movies and then also pay to see them it's just a weird like we like if it's if it's such a bad idea, then we have to all abstain, and then they'll stop doing it. But we never do; we can't help ourselves, so we bring this on ourselves. It's a down. It's a sad way to do it, but that's where we are.
2: Uh, I'm trying not to see them,
0: but I mean you I'm day, doing a better job beauty, than you because I don't see very much. Yeah, that's true. You see everything. I don't know. I like. I'm so. I I'm more sick of sequels than reboots at this point. But then like. Incredibles 2 is the most money Pixar's ever made. And it's hard and to be it's mad. It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: I mean, but that was also a story that had room to, to tell more. I think you have to justify a lot to tell more about the Princess Bride.
0: Well, uh, like, for example, would you like to see. the narrative
1: see, is so perfect.
0: Would you like to see Inigo Montoya as the new Dread Pirate Roberts? Kind of I mean, hard sure, to Sure, but I her. don't
1: need to because it's fun to imagine it and. To not have it.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's like this is I actually guess What's going to kill
1: Mandy back? Well, this He's is what's going to work. In
0: this is what's going to ruin yeah. the movie mm. business if we just say I can just imagine that story, so you don't need to make it and sell it to me.
1: No, just do that with original properties.
0: Yeah, it's never going to happen because we go see these other. Because we... we see them, we we see Beauty and the Beast twice. Ugh.
2: I mean, I. I do think Robin uh, Robin Wright is in a uh, little bit of a right renaissance right now mm. in terms of the last few years. She's been doing some really good work. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing her just in more stuff, but I don't need to see her as Buttercup. You know, keep keep showing up in other sequels like Blade Runner. She was great in that. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, that's she what that's good. what I want to see.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess if you're uh, yeah, instead of rebooting stuff, just give Robin Wright more jobs. Fine.
2: Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. That's a platform I can get behind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm glad we're all on the right side of history. We need to wrap. That is lightning bonus round. That's all we can do. Uh, That's the game of No Retreat no Surrender. If you want to suggest games, go to Rediswip.com slash next, and you can uh, ask us questions and tell us what you want us to talk about in upcoming topics. And um, the end.
1: And they all lived happily ever after. Oh!
0: <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. That's it for our show. Uh, we'll be back. In the- wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Alex, Alex. Yeah. There were there were
3: in the history of the world. There have been five perfect ending to the podcast
0: <laughs> and this did not this meet was, that standard it was not one of them no it's just not even yeah. close um, sometimes we land on great callbacks sometimes we have to shoehorn them in uh, but good effort wait wait one really cute thing though yeah um, for that last
3: kiss like they like I guess Carrie and Robin really liked each other actually um, and so they kept on like trying to make excuses to like of why like that they had to do one more take reasons why like they had to do another
0: take. Oh, sweet. Wait, but like, did they date or it was just because they're adults? Uh,
3: no, I mean I think they just liked that. I think they just. <laughs> I don't know if they ever did a thing after that. Interesting.
1: I mean, like, I don't know. You're there. You have the pretense of a job. Like, get in there. <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's... It's a bunch of. <laughs>
1: Bunch You're of union both into it. I should clarify. <laughs> yeah, get this,
0: into is, this it. is Sarah's classic Hollywood advice: is uh, get in there.
2: Yeah, get Alex. In there. Alex, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to make out while a big union grip sits like four <laughs> feet away from you, watching. So erotic. What, oh, have you have you ever touched lips while a gaffer was gaffing <laughs> behind you? You know what it's and like. And there's a best boy and a key grip. Yeah, only- yeah exactly. Oh, that best boy, you know he's dirty. uh, uh
0: yeah. yeah, that's why he's the best.
2: Yeah, um, and best boy can be a boy or a girl. Thank you, Anthony. Good clarification. Yeah. Um, thank
0: you. So that's the episode. <laughs> we'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about The Rock, uh, the guy. Ooh. We're talking about The Rock because it's The Rocktober. Happy The Rocktober, everybody. Um, started a little late this year because we had to finish up in September. Bled a little bit into the Rocktober, but it's time for the Rocktober.
3: There were a couple rocks in there, though. Andre the Giant hooked a couple rocks. He
0: did. He, he carried some more rocks around. Also, he's a wrestler, so that's close. Wrestle's um, making movies so is great. So uh, we have People so many.
2: People confuse Andre the Giant for the Rock all the time in World of Wrestling. <laughs> they are very similar figures.
0: I can't <laughs> tell if you're joking or not. If you aren't. Then I don't get it. If you are, I still don't get it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we're gonna be watching the Rock movies. It's the Rock Tower. It's my favorite time of year. So, and normally we do movies three or four movies with the Rock, and then the last week is our Rock in the title, and that's what we're gonna have to skip. So we're just gonna do the same number of the Rock movies this year. So those are currently being voted on by our Meat Buddies. You can become Meat Buddy at readdefect.com/slash Meat Buddies, and you'll get to vote on Rock movies as well as Doctor No movies or james bond movies for dr november um speaking of which thanks to our new meat buddy uh john from the philippines and thanks to our sponsor this week ian who became a new meat buddy last week as well so thank you again. i hope you've enjoyed this you have definitely brought a little bit of uh, joy into our lives i watched this on a long plane after a long tour-, tour and it definitely made that part of the plane ride way more fun i was just pure delight from end to end so thank you for giving us the excuse to watch this and thanks to everybody who sponsored. Mm-hmm. That was Spons Temper. What a great Spons Temper, you guys. This was a really fascinating one. Took some weird turns. I enjoyed tweeting pictures from uh, our dads from Dream Daddy Dating Simulator and having people on Twitter who are not familiar with that just say, Spons Temper is weird. What is happening right now? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a great time. So uh, thank you for everybody who participated. I'm really excited about our next two themed months. It's going to be a really fun, fast, good time so uh stick around for all that uh thanks for being here at ezra fox yep i said at but i just meant ezra fox and thanks for being here anthony lopez
2: Uh, as always buddy
0: it's great talking to you and uh at sarah hathaway uh and the k fab podcast uh three women who don't know a ton about wrestling watching wrestling and talking mostly about the fashion
1: Talking about wrestling fashion. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I talked about Andre the Giant in one of our earlier episodes. Oh, nice. So if you're interested in... What, what, what do you in- think
3: about his costume?
1: Um, You know what? He had that real classic look his whole career. Mm. It was like a one-strap uh, onesie with a back brace underneath yeah. it. God bless him.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah.
1: But yeah, so I got more into his life in that one because there wasn't a lot to talk about with his clothing, but I mm. really love
0: him. Yeah. So come so listen. Sweet. We have fun. Yeah. Uh, KFab. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Take care. Goodbye.